0: Welcome back, guys, for another episode of Bachelors in the City.
1: You ready for this, Pete? Dude, 100% I'm ready for this. This, this The whole inspiration for this episode started, I would say, what, two weeks ago now? I would say two weeks, three weeks, ago, weeks ago. A lazy
0: day in the rain.
1: Random day. It was the, or no, it was the hurricane, right? I think it was the hurricane. We were stuck inside
0: Um, the hurricane and we were seeing what was on. We
1: get stuck on HBO. HBO. We see this, we see this, uh, this little, you know, this trailer here for a show called f boy island we're like what the heck is f boy island and man guys if you haven't checked it out check it out if you haven't checked it
0: out please check it out this it's, it's honestly my new favorite show i can't get enough of it i hope they have a season two of it but we have exciting news for you guys today we actually have one of the contestants on our show today so fair warning if you have not seen the show there will be some spoilers
1: Take the warning, yes. Lots of spoilers. We're talking about the ending. We're talking about everything on the show. Talking about everything. Because we have self-proclaimed nice guy, Mark Moran. He's joining the pod today to talk about that show and uh you guys are gonna really enjoy this mark is an awesome dude just super funny super quick uh he really is a nice guy you guys are gonna get to know that real quick he's got a mad fashion sense He's actually friends with uh one of our friends bennett a little cross collaboration there with the uh, reality worlds but he lives in new york city here works as an investment banker we're excited for you guys to uh to hear this conversation but again spoiler alerts lots of stuff disclosed but uh that's all good with you yeah. Let's get into it, Dusty. Let's get into it. All right, what's going on, guys? So, we are super stoked to have Mark Moran. On the pod with us today, uh, you guys know him from F Boy Island. Which, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to because that show is addicting. Dusty and I are obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm like
0: fangirling right now. Like I love, <laughs> I love that show, man. Dude, it's- it is an
1: honor to
2: have you on with us today. So thanks for joining us. Hey, well, thanks so much for having me, guys. Really excited to uh, to be speaking with you this morning.
0: First things first, when we get into this interview for an investment broker or investment baker. Your style's on point, my friend. Like you, got, <laughs> you got some swag. Like thank you, the suits thank you. and everything, man. You, need <laughs> you
1: do, You do, where, where does that inspiration come from? Have you always been that way, just kind of very fashion forward, or where does it come from?
2: Yeah, you know, I've, I've always uh, kind of uh, had a penchant for brightly colored uh, suits. And so I thought, you know, what better opportunity then to, to whip some out by going on F-Boy Island, so. <laughs>
1: there, there you go, It's a good spot to uh, kind of show it off. All exactly. right, so let's, let's kind of like dive back to Obviously, this you're you're on the first season, right? This mm-hmm. is the first season of the show. It's on HBO. When did all this kind of start coming together and how 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 did you guys kind of get reached out to to, I guess, kind of apply or did you apply? Like what how did that this all start?
2: Yeah, so so this is a very entertaining story. So I was on Hinge uh, in late December of last year, and I matched with this woman who she's like, "Hey, you know, two things. One, I don't live in New York. I actually live in L.A. And the other is that I have a boyfriend, but I'm a casting agent." Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. (laughs) And and so she's like, "Have you ever thought about being on TV?" And it was funny because at work uh, I would have reviews or be like, "Hey, we like working with you. You're great." But have you ever thought about doing broadcast TV? And I had never thought about. About it, uh, but then I'm on Hinge, and I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I've thought about being on TV, um, but what what it, what show is this? And she's like, oh, uh, it's actually for an untitled show. It's going to be through Warner Brothers. I didn't know it was HBO Max at the time, and I was like, well, it's not like The Bachelor or Bachelorette, right? And she's like, no, it's not that, but it's from the same guy kind of created it. And so I think Elon Gale did your both of your seasons when you guys were on.
0: Yeah, he left before us, right, Pete?
1: He he,
2: oh, down, before like, you. He- yeah, so when
1: Hannah's season of The Bachelorette, he was that was the first season he was no longer working on the on the show. Gotcha. I've heard a lot. Everyone he, he's talked about a lot, like a great guy. <laughs> I've heard about him a bunch, but never actually met him. Yeah, gotcha. He's highly, okay, he's highly talked about. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and so I come to find out, you know, this guy who is kind of a reality TV mastermind has yeah. been working on this sh- untitled show, and I was kind of saying to the uh, casting agent, I was like, you know, I I kind of like. Have concerns about going on a show. And if I'm not feeling the love portion, like, you know, I don't know if I can fake that. And she's like, well, Mark, it's a comedy. And so I was like, okay, I mean, if it's going to be a comedy, like that sounds a little bit more up my alley. So in January, had some more discussions with people from HBO, uh, ultimately told my parents. And I was expecting them both to kind of be like, what are you thinking? Like, you don't even know the name of the show. And (laughs) my mother was a little hesitant. And then my dad, who's a military psychologist, uh, he was like, you know, honestly, do it. You might learn something about yourself by being on TV and I heard that and it was like you know we're in the middle of a global pandemic uh, I'm tired of going on on dates where my toes are freezing by the end of it because we're eating outside why not <laughs> go for a, a two-month vacation essentially to a, an unknown island at that point it ended up being the grand Caymans uh, and oh, so shoot. then I f- I flew out um, middle of February, and then we filmed for two months. Uh, we had two weeks of quarantine, so we were isolated in uh, in kind of apartment rooms, hotel rooms, uh, and then we t- took all these COVID tests. And then ultimately, we could just go around maskless uh, in the Caymans because there was no spread of COVID. So it was phenomenal. So, Mark, for for work, because you know we we had you know, each of us had our own kind of like
1: story with getting work off. Mm-hmm. Some, some guys even leave their job for coming yeah. on the bachelorette. But was it for you, was it difficult to get the time off like two months? I mean, that's I didn't realize you guys all went for two months. Cause I'm like the bachelorette, if you get, you know, kicked off, you're not staying kind of in like that exactly. kind of thing yeah. you guys had on the show. <laughs> was that a, how did you, how did you get did you have to get the time off? Like, was
2: it easy? Yeah. So, I mean, I I approached uh, my work and they were like, you know, kind of explain the concept untitled dating show, really no idea what's going on. And they're like, look, you know, you're welcome to go do it. We're not going to pay you. And if, you know, when you come back, if you've done something and you made a a fool of yourself, like, we'll ask you to leave. Um, And I was like, you know, Hey, that's fair. So I, um, I got the two months off and then I had always kind of thought about doing something different. So I was a banker for three years and um, around the same. Time, all this stuff is going on with Wall Street bets, and so I had this kind of idea of wanting to bridge the worlds of Wall Street and Main Street in terms of kind of an informative, uh, educational, either show or platform. And so I, you know, had been working on this idea prior to leaving for the show. And then when I was on the show, I was like, you know, I do like being on the camera. Uh, I don't want to go back to sitting in front of Microsoft Excel for 18 hours a day. And so I got back and I was like, you know, and I'm sure you guys felt the same after being on a reality show. You do go through like a lot of growth and development that I think was a shocker for me. I was not expecting to actually, you know, be able to sit, kind of think about my life's direction, what my goals, ambitions were, and to kind of really become a better person just by not having your phone around, I think is one of the main things. It's So, so true, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got back and then since uh, I've been talking to a few different networks about either getting a show, starting an online platform, and then on the side have been working on a media startup. So uh, going on reality TV was definitely something that gave me that extra push or nudge, if you will, to you know really kind of be more of an entrepreneur and do something a, a little bit outside of the uh, the corporate realm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy how just a TV show can give you the confidence just to mm-hmm. uh, say, fuck it, I'm going exactly. to go and I'm going to do this. If I fail, I fail. But it just gives you the confidence. Yeah, same thing so, here. Yeah, it gave me the confidence to just start creating shit and making mm-hmm. something. So I applaud so that's awesome. Yeah, we, we,
1: were, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about just the, the perspective that it gives you is truly like unlike any other perspective you could ever get in life of having, you know, your entire life for however long you're on, you say two months, just yeah. documented, recorded, and being able to watch that back. And whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, seeing growth in a relationship in your love life or just in general, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful perspective that really not everyone gets. Um, and so if you take advantage of that and really do allow yourself to kind of, you know, see things maybe you need to work on or whatnot, or allow that growth to happen, it can definitely benefit you in ways. I think that at least for me, I didn't really realize was possible going into this kind of whole experience. So it sounds like you're definitely taking advantage of that.
2: Yeah. It was funny. I remember one of the the days in quarantine, one of my producers was like, you know, you're going to become a better person after doing this. I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you're really, I mean, especially, so I'm, I'm 29. I turn 30 in a few days, which is, is scary. Um, uh, early happy birthday, birthday, man. Birthday, man. Uh, thank you. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to but, the 30 club. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, how old are you guys? I just turned 30. Uh, oh, okay. In August. Yeah. Nice. And I'm 33. Happy belated. Okay, yeah, there we go. So it's like, you know, I'm 29 in the city. You're going on a ton of dates, right? And it's like, okay, you know, I'm kind of seeing the same types of people. Uh, I'm having the same exact conversations. I'm really not learning anything about myself. And it's like, you go on enough. It's kind of like, you just know exactly what you're doing on a first date. And it becomes just like this process. And so when I got back from the show, uh, I kind of like really just took a few months to myself. I just started going on the dating scene again, but I'd never kind of taken time uh, in my past to just date myself, essentially. And so I'd been in two longer-term relationships. So I've been single for like a year. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because it's like you can go and just put yourself out there and go on as many dates as you want. But until you're really kind of uh, focusing on yourself going through self growth and like realizing where you have areas for improvement, and just you know are you on the path to being the best version of yourself and it 's something that by going on this show that 's ultimately i come to find out was titled f boy Island you know you go through a <laughs> development process so telling telling my parents that uh, the <laughs> name of the show when it came out uh, it was a very entertaining conversation Dude, that must have been <laughs> hilarious uh, so uh, <laughs> i 'm curious, so
1: in the whole casting process. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, you don't even, I guess so you said, you didn't even know what the title of the show was. Did they give you like the premise like there's gonna be nice guys, the F boys, or bad guys, or
2: whatnot? Yeah, so I kind of knew that there were these two groups of people. I knew it was like a good guy group, a nice guy group, which is what they were casting me for. And then there was like a bad guy group. And I didn't know it was an F-boy group. But I remember yeah. saying to one of the producers, I was like, you know, okay, I get how you you get people for the nice guy thing, but who's going to go on television as an F-boy? And he's like, Mark, so you don't true. understand. I have thousands of people applying to be an F-boy. It's so much harder to get nice guys. And I, I don't like, get that.
1: I'll, I, I want I, Dustin. I want you to go to ask your question, but there's something I want to bring up. I just do not understand about the show, but I'll ask right Okay. After okay. What were you gonna ask? Go ahead. No, it, with um, you bring that point up, a bit, and it's true. Like I'm like, who would like on in are Like, listen, I'm not saying everyone. We we know we're not perfect. Like you know, everyone's got skeletons or whatnot. But who would, I'm blanking on his name now. The final guy, um, that was the f boy that ended up taking the money uh, or wanting to take the money. Garrett. Garrett. Was it Garrett? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Jareds. Yeah, Garrett. Okay. I could like, for the life of me, I'm like, this guy, he has got to be an actor. He's got to be like, there's no way someone's going to go on national television. Like it was such a, like a, a douchey thing to do. Like there's, there's no coming back from that. And like, he just willingly, like, Mm -hmm. I just, I, I didn't understand that.
2: So, so it's funny. I was next to Garrett in quarantine. So for 14 days, we had balconies that were next door to each other. So he's like the only person I'm having actual interaction with. And so I got to know him in a way that's a, a very different than how he comes across on camera. And okay. so I think because of that, I'm able to see him in a light that most people after seeing him on the show can't. Because he is, I mean the biggest villain one could be. And it's like he knew his role and he played it. And so I think, you know, it's unscripted, but everyone, you know, you're kind of nudged in a way, right? Sure. Like it's it's probably a little bit different than your show because it's like, you know, this is a comedy, but you also have people who are like, I think the best part of the show is the racial diversity of the cast, phenomenal yeah. job right and so everyone's kind of coming from different walks of life different backgrounds and it's like okay I'm there wearing a blazer like i get you know exactly you know the stereotype that's going to be ascribed to me in the beginning and it was funny uh because when we when we first met so it's like we're all living in these it, it was in we were at a resort but they took the like one king size bed out then they put these uh four bunk beds in a room so they're like made of wood it's a total joke so it, i had three roommates and i walk i walk in i'm like the third person in my room and like, all right, it looks like I'm getting the top on like this sucks. And, <laughs> and at first, like we're all kind of, you know, it's a competition. So it's like, you know, it's a surreal thing when you first enter one of these shows and like you're meeting everyone for the first time. Cause it's like, you just take, you know, however many larger than life personalities, put them together. Everyone's trying to be the alpha everyone's, you know, the first day it's just like, and you're a little nervous. You're like, what do I do? Yep. And so I just remember like meeting everyone. It's like, this is wild. Like in, in no way has life trained me for this. So uh, two of my roommates, Colin and Anthony, we're, we're all like super different, right? Like, uh, Anthony, six foot six, tattoos and he's black. And then it's like me, I'm eleven and three quarters. I say six, one on dating apps, but you know, so, so it's like, you know, and he said to me one time and I thought it was, it was like such an important statement where he was like, you know, if I were to see you on the street, I never would have been friends with you, but like now we're boys. And so you just kind of go through this process of really getting to know people with no phones around in, in a setting that it's like, as men, we're never really vulnerable when we're kind of in normal society. We never really have like the conversations that one would have going on reality TV, kind of off-camera oftentimes. And so I think we all learn so much from each other that it's like F-boy or nice guy. I mean, my my issue with it is... I like I go on and I'm called a nice guy. It's like I've done things that, you know, would fall in the other bucket. And yeah. if anyone says they're a nice guy, they're probably not a nice guy. Like that's someone to stay away from in my in my view. Yeah. So I would always say I'd rather be judged by my, you know, actions than my thoughts, but it's it's kind of hilarious. And going back to the initial question after rambling for a little bit, Garrett does have acting experience. So he, he knows a little okay, bit he, what he he's doing. What, okay. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. So I'm like
0: well, also I think F-Boys, they want this kind of, they want the spotlight. Exactly, and it's like, exactly. They, yeah, but is who's going to go want. on? Like,
1: that was the old, there's villains, and then there's, like, doing that, like that. You think uh, people I'm, care? Like, you think these girls care? These girls, he's, they're probably eating him up right if, now.
0: Are
2: you he's, kidding he's me? He's currently dating uh, Jake Paul's ex now. Look,
1: bam. Is he yeah. really? Look at that.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. I guess, yeah, it's just different <laughs> breeds. I Did you ever
0: it. think about going on as a F-Boy?
2: No, I mean, it wasn't even an option for me. I, I, I believe I was the last person cast for it. So I knew kind of in January of this year that I was going to have to fly out within the month if I was going to be doing the show. And so they were saying how, you know, they already had all the F boys cast and it was really kind of a few of the nice guys that they were trying to to pin down. So, this is,
0: so did you know how the ending was going to go?
2: No idea. I mean, it, it was wild because it's like, you know, it's a, the first season of something. So you have no clue what's going on at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's so much that you film that doesn't make it on. And it's like, everything's kind of cut in a way. So I knew it was a comedy, but it's funny because I was in a, a group chat with a lot of the guys from the show and uh, some of the producers. So about a month ago, like right as the show's coming out and people are starting to give receptions, like. I think it was BuzzFeed who wrote one of the uh, the first articles, and they're like, you know, it doesn't make sense. It's like, it's like, is this a joke? And I, I say something like, was like, yeah, I mean, it's a parody." And one of the guys is like, "What do you mean it's a parody?" and the producer replies in the text and she's like yeah like i told you this is a joke like when you were taking something very seriously and like just to relax and he's like oh god i didn't know this was a joke then other kids start chiming in they're like oh we didn't know either yeah. so it's oh, just shoot. hilarious and so it's going to be interesting to see season 2 because it's like it's not a format that you know you can really keep doing it's something you're going to have to keep mixing just it up true
0: to- i thought about that too for everyone that hasn't seen it we're about to do a little spoiler real quick so you might no, listen, but going to that, I had no idea. I, I thought that was like brilliant, but I think they fucked up by the fact that when Garrett decided to take the money for himself yes. to give it, to even though that was a good thing, mm-hmm. he ended up giving it. They made him give it to charity. I thought that was a bad move because, of course, now if any F boy goes on there, he's going to stick mm-hmm. with the girl, I, get his yeah. half and leave, you know?
2: Exactly. And, and, you know, like the contracts that you sign in reality TV, like that's a a story in and of itself. Right. And so I remember reading through it, um, in the beginning and it like, you know, there's no set way that they're determining the money. Like they have full discretion at the end of the day, the producers and Elon. And so, you know, even towards the end, when I was talking to people, it's like, well, you got to be careful because it's like, you don't know how this is going to end in terms of, are you actually going to get the money or like, can the girls take it? No one knew at the time. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll have to be a little bit more upfront uh, with what they're planning uh, for the next season, which they've already started casting for. I saw that. Um but I was I was really hoping they would do F Girl Island next, which I mean Ooh. that would be wild. That, that would, be would be really
0: good. I, I'm sure they, they have that in the plan. And they just might, it,
2: exa- Yeah, and then they want to do kind of a LGBT uh, edition, and so it's like you know it's 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 kind of a way you, you have almost like a an F Archipelago at that point with all the different islands, all
1: inclusive, <laughs> all inclusive. Exactly. That, and then you guys got a possibly yeah, do like a a paradise type, you know, from the Bachelor yeah. World type uh, reunion. I man, I tell you, with it's Elon, right? you mm-hmm. I was the main producer. I feel like that was the, the ABC's or the bachelor's like biggest loss. Cause he, he just, the guy's a mastermind. Like oh. he knows exactly what he was doing. And there's even been talk. I've heard like that the, I didn't really, you know, know he was so influential in the bachelor world, but mm-hmm. since he left, it was a kind of a little bit of a drop off. And then you see this show pop up and I'm like that guy, he knows
2: he's got reality TV down. Yep. Exactly. Ma- exactly.
1: Mark real quick. Do you
0: know if the other couples did receive the money?
2: Uh, yeah. So actually, uh, new Jared from the show, Jared Evans. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was staying on, uh, on my couch earlier this week when he was in New York. So, uh, he and CJ are still together and they, so they split the money and then, uh, and then OG Jared, who, uh, he is actually going to be sleeping on my couch next week. (laughs) Uh, so so we have the F hotel over here too. (laughs) Uh, Um, so, uh, and they, they split the money, him and Nakia. So that was, was uh, yeah they're uh, so he lives in Miami she's in l a so he just came back from l a uh visiting her, so I think they're trying to make it work and then sarah and and um and garrett that's uh that's not working out that, I felt <laughs> so bad for her I felt
0: I, bad for i I don't know why she made that decision though I, I was know. like the whole time I thought she was for sure gonna pick the other guy.
2: You yeah, know, it's see. like Josh, like, great guy, played football at Louisville, like 34, mature, just smooth guy. Yeah. And then, and then I love Garrett, but you got Garrett, and it's a total contrast. And it's like, I mean, Sarah, it, come yeah, on, the red, like, the red flags. The gotta time, some red flags. You got to like, the whole time. Red flags
0: the whole time. And she knew exactly. that.
2: Exactly, exactly. Oh, but man. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think is kind of representative of modern dating sometimes, where it's like sometimes the girls do want the, you know, the they bad boys. Risk. They want yeah. to risk. It's true. Um, I mean, he, he even said something and it was like, I, you know, it's
1: human nature. He's like, you know, he's got, he was comparing himself and, and the nice guy. What's the nice guy's name again? that she josh. was in, josh it was between him and josh and he's like you know you have someone that's uh you know stable and you know what you're getting but uh it's it's you know maybe not not as interesting <laughs> you know a little bit more boring or you have me kind of unpredictable but it's always going to be a time and so like just the psyche of that a i get of why money. Yeah. and, and both, <laughs> exactly. both ways you know guy or girl yeah. going for the wrong person instead of who they probably should be going for it's just it's interesting
2: Contrast of these two shows is really funny to me so one of the things that i did when uh i was kind of thinking about going the show so uh january of this year i i don't watch much reality tv and i'm sure like everyone says oh, i don't watch reality it's like i really just didn't and yeah. one of my friends is like there's this guy who's on the bachelorette his name's bennett jordan you know i think that he'd be a good person for you to talk to so i like i go on his Instagram, like, who's this? And then I see, you know, his little email in uh, his bio. So I email him like, hey, I'm thinking about uh, going on this reality show. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Don't know anything about it, but uh, I also live in New York. So if you want to get drinks one time, would love to hear your opinion. And then through that, developed a friendship with Bennett. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys know him or you were on the yep. same, but, you know, oh, he's part of, he's part of oh, your, yeah, uh, know yeah he's kind of infamous. <laughs> we know and, Bennett. And, Everyone and, knows Bennett. Yeah. And, and he was super helpful in terms of advice he gave. Yeah. But it's, it's like, you know, when you go on The Bachelor, you're approaching it from like, okay, I foreseeably like, you know, could be proposing to someone or, you know, get proposed to by the end of it. With this, you know, it, you knew it was a comedy going in. It's like, hey, I approached it. If something happens, great. If not, you know whatever. I'll go back to my normal life. Uh, sure. and, and the dating apps, but with Garrett, he, he always knew, you know, okay, I'm here to entertain. And at the end of the day, like this relationship, it's never going to work out, but I am going to give people what they want in terms oh, of drama. Did, yeah, and he definitely did.
0: Yeah, he really did. Man, in terms yeah. of, I wish, I honestly wish F boy Island was around whenever I got casted for the bachelorette. I would have much. Would you
1: have gone on that instead?
0: Yeah, it's something like less like it's, it's, it seemed like it was fun. Like when you guys got eliminated, you guys went to a house and just,
1: it was a castle. What what, (sighs) was that like? Did you guys, was it actually just
2: kind of like free reign, do whatever, just kind of have a vacation for the rest of it? So we would um, we would be filming for a few hours a day, like not and nothing like it was when we were kind of on the dating component of it, yeah. because we, we knew there's a twist to the show and we knew that we weren't technically like going to be leaving, but we didn't know what. So I get eliminated and then a limo comes and it takes you to a castle and it's just like, OK, I'm living in the castle. Great. So I go from living on bunk beds that I, w- I was kind of happy I was eliminated at the point I was, because the bed was starting to shake. And it's like, I don't know if, if this thing's just going to break in the middle of the night at one point. But um, so we, we didn't kind of know the full format, obviously, having never been done before. So it's like, okay is kind of the comedy portion with the, you know, nice guy Grotto. And then uh, Limbro, is that going to be half of the show? Then the dating is the other half. And it's kind of, you know, it's less focused on that because it's more the contrast of like, okay, you have a serious dating show, then it's like these guys just hanging out. So we would film for a little bit, get like a bunch of B-roll stuff. But then the rest of it, like we're working out, we're just hanging out. We had Netflix, uh, you know, TV and kayaks and stuff. So it was was awesome. It was awesome. You guys were on the right show.
1: I was going to bring up, you're, you're bringing up uh, with the, the possible spinoff for, for F-Girl Island. Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, this, this comes from our producer, Emma, and she, she had a hot take. So okay. she was talking about, she has kind of a theory that CJ is as much of an F-Girl as the F-Boys are F-Boys. And her reasoning was, she had a quote in there, I guess. And I remember that, that kind of stuck out to me too. She was talking about uh, Casey, And she's saying, we're not equal partners. What is he thinking? That was her quote. What was your impression of, because she kind of did have a little bit of that energy and she kind of felt like she was above everyone. Like, what what was Mm -hmm. your impression of, of CJ?
2: So so CJ is uh, the the woman that I pursue on the show. And so initially, I thought I I was going to go for Sarah. Um, And funny little backstory, when we were at the airport, uh, when we first landed, I was like the fourth person going through customs. So I I looked at the list of people before me and kind of memorized the names. And so Garrett and I at least knew who the three women were. And we didn't know if there was going to be more coming. But, you know, we were able to do research. And it's like, okay, blonde hair, blue eyed girl from the Midwest, like that's kind of normal. who I'm I'm going after. So I think I'm going to focus on on Sarah. Then it starts and CJ walks out. And you can tell she just has this confidence and this aura that, you know, the rest don't. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go for her and so we we went on a date in episode 2 and so it's like you know 5 6 hours of filming and they put in you know a minute of it that i'm telling bad jokes and so it's hilarious but <laughs> i'm not normally used to dating someone who it's like she's an alpha woman she's a very dominant personality sure. and she kind of expects you know you as the male you're taking the you know back seat and so we had a lot of discussions on kind of when you have two large personalities dating, what's that like? And I was talking about uh being fortunate to kind of look at my parents where it's like they both worked, had a 50-50 relationship. And you know, you can kind of learn from that and apply that to your life. So it was, it was definitely, I mean, because she would say things or do things where you're just like, what the heck? what is going on? Like she comes and she picks me for the date. And I was like, oh, you know, what are we doing? And she's like, okay, we're gonna go on on a little drive somewhere. I'm like, okay, I love drives. And she's like, well, do you mind if I drive? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, fine. Uh and then she goes <laughs> Goes, yo, you don't have a problem with a woman driving? And I'm like, well, that's a trap. Like, Elon, you know, CJ had a little earpiece. And like, the thing is, because I remember, you know, thinking like I said something and then I'm like, there should have been a reaction and her head's kind of tilted. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I can't see a device. I don't think there's one. Then come to find out, you know, she starts saying stuff and I'm like, I know I've only said that in interviews or, you know, written it down on something in quarantine that I've never said that to her because I've known the girl for four hours. And it's like, how are you coming up with this? Then we find (laughs) out because Nikki one day showed me the little earpiece that they have and it's like, it's skin color and it goes like basically, yeah, you can't even see it, it's wild. It's got like the little wire that you use to pull out. That's the only thing you see. yeah, Mm yeah. It's just nuts. But, you know, you kind of realize all the real-time stuff that's going into it. So that combined with the fact that she is a dominant personality, uh, you know, i hesitate from saying that she is she's an F girl, but I mean, she can hang with the best. You know, if you were to put her and Garrett in a room, who knows who's coming out alive? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, she definitely had great confidence and sexiness about mm-hmm. her. I'm just curious. I had to take there and thought I'd see your uh, opinion on it. All right, man. So what, would you do another reality TV show? Like what was your, like overall impression of reality TV because some people kind of come out at least you mm-hmm. know we can speak on the Bachelor World a little bit scarred I could say yeah um, depending yeah. on the kind of experience that you get it's, it's obviously something you can never prepare for and uh, some people get lucky some people get not so lucky um, but what was your kind of final impression would you, like would you do would you do a show like the the Bachelorette the Bachelor or um, where would you go from here
2: yeah that that's a good question uh, and so that's one that I I've thought about. You know, it, it is one of those things where you do come back a very different person. And it's it's like, okay, you know, I miss the thrill of doing this, the camaraderie of the other guys, because it's it's an exciting thing. And, you know, it's very tough to ever recreate that experience of just all the emotion chaos in normal life. So yeah. uh, you know, I've thought about it and it's like I wouldn't want to do, you know, F Boy Island season two, right? I think my time with that is done. Uh and I think, you know, if I were to be a place where in a in a place for me personally where it's like, okay, I can could go on television and, you know, find love. I've done the self work to be at a point where I can, you know, be comfortable in myself to go on television and not really put on an act. Cause I feel like a, a lot of what I was doing on F boy Allen's like, you know, the stereotype that you're supposed to be on there with, like, I mean, I normally tell bad jokes, so that's just me. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you, you kind of know you're acting a little bit. And so I think if it were to be something where I could go on, be truly myself and be at a point where it's like, Hey, you know, if there, if there is a, a way to fall in love, you know, why not do it on national television? So yeah, who, who knows? We'll see, I guess. Okay. Keeping it open-ended. What about you guys?
0: I'm done with love reality TV show. I would If Dustin like doing...
1: wasn't all wiped up right now, he'd be going on F-Boy Island in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, geez, <laughs> man, I would
0: be. That would be so much fun. But I don't know <laughs> if I would be a good guy or a bad guy.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I
0: mean, who knows? But I would do like something like the challenge or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are really cool. But that's that's probably about it.
1: Yeah, I would. I would. uh, For me, actually, I I never really thought it'd be. I actually had a similar um, case to you with being reached out. It wasn't on a dating app. It was on a DM on Instagram from a producer, and that got the conversation going with me to start the whole process. But um, I wouldn't. I don't know about date like a dating show. I do. I I will say I like you know with the whole F Boy Island. Yes, you're saying it's a little bit of a comedy, and I get that. But hey, the two relationships that left are still together. How cool is that? Exactly. Exactly. I think there's something you know. The realisticness of, you know, being able to get to the point of being engaged in just a two month period. Cause the same, you know, filming process for the, for the bachelor is just so not natural. It's just like, it's, it's a wild. little too short. So like, mm-hmm. I like the premise of F boy Island, you know, not necessarily putting that pressure on of, we have to get so, so serious. Let's just see like who we're really vibing with and who, who we're like feeling and, and we'll lead together. So I like that, but I would love to do like a, you know, like a, what's it, the um, Amazing Race uh, type mm-hmm. like, adventure show. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that's super attractive to me. So I don't know about another love show, if that's in the cards.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Guys, I got an idea. What if for the next season of F Boy Island, F Girl Island, we do recaps. We have Mark back on. Love we it. do love like, it. Like watch two episodes. Mm-hmm. Do a recap, watch another
2: two episodes. You get the perspective recap. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I love it. I love it. These different perspectives. It's great. We can have Let's you. Do yeah, it. You're
0: the guy. You're coaching us through like certain scenarios of what yep, this might be yep. like. And we just talk. Oh, our I shit. love it. It's what we do. Well, that, I love, and exactly. We got, I love it. We got
1: to get, I, I'm giving him. I've given him some shit, but we got to get uh, Garrett on then too. And get the perspective. Oh, uh, from of course.
2: And, and look, any attention he will take. So we'll be able to get him on <laughs> <added.
0: laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we need a good guy and a bad guy on. That would be awesome.
2: <laughs> exactly. 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 Um, we've, we've actually talked about doing a podcast together, which I think would be absolutely hilarious because it, we're very sure? different. Yeah. We're very different people. And, uh, he's someone, I think he needs to be able to tell a story a little bit more than he's done. So yeah. who knows what, uh, what can happen in the future? Just
1: have that juxtaposition that would be amazing between you two. And mm-hmm. I know the perfect producer
0: for you guys. So,
2: oh, do you have one? Interesting. We
0: have a producer for you. If you need <laughs> someone to help run the <laughs> a show. A guy named it? Red.
2: It's, it's funny. It's funny you <laughs> ask. Red, Red and Emma. I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that now, he's back. He's back. All right, man. Yeah. Well,
1: we got a, you know, we, um, a show's called, you know, Bachelors in the City. A lot of it's focused around love in New York City, a city we love. You're from New York. You've been here for, you said, three years?
2: Yes, I'm from Virginia originally, outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, no, wait, and wait, then, I'm from Virginia. Uh, McLean? Okay. Okay, I was born in Fairfax. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So, right down the road, yeah. Sweet. Amazing.
1: So, coming to New York, the whole love scene, you said, you you know, you're doing a little bit of the dating apps or whatnot. Mm. What's your opinion of dating in New York city? Like what is, I guess, well, I guess you kind of talked on that earlier, but ultimate kind of just dating experience in New York, like for a date night, what has
2: it been for you? Okay. So that's funny. So I have been single in New York for like a year. So I was in a relationship from like when I moved up here. And then once I, once I hit the scene, if you will, just really, Going for it. Um, yeah. And it was funny because I knew it was time to go on reality television when I was at uh, ABC Kitchen. And I was sitting outside and the waiter uh, walks up uh, and I was on a first date. And he goes, Oh, it's so great to see you guys again. And I'm just sitting there like, Oh, oh, oh no. And, I look, and, oh, and then no. The, the waiter, the waiter looks at me, he's like, uh, right? And I'm like, Do you just end it? And I I look at the girl, I'm like, so do you want me to play this off or do you want me to just admit that I was on another first date with a girl who looked like you last week? And that's and she was like, I appreciate the honesty, but um, you know, it's it's <laughs> <That is> good. <laughs> Then I then I <laughs> went to F-Boy Island the week after.
1: That guy oh, man, no tip. she's a huge fan. Yeah, tip. no, it, it's that that New York is so... <laughs>
2: It's tough with New York. There's just like,
1: I'm, I feel like that happens a lot more than people realize just because mm-hmm. there is so much opportunity. There is so many different people and um, mm-hmm. and you probably go to your favorite spot. We have a buddy, one of our best friends. He He's known for going to the exact, like the, the, the staff there knows him like by name and that is his like first mm-hmm. go-to date spot. So I think he's even like dated a girl from from this spot. I
0: love um, that. So, I love a waitress, that. I think. A <laughs>
2: waitress, yeah. So that, that's awesome. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I mean, look, it's, it's a wild place to date like as yeah. you guys, know you know i mean i think it's something that you have people who in most places like virginia what dustin where are you from
0: originally from southern illinois cornfield town i live in chicago the last eight years now
2: gotcha okay okay
0: here what eight months ago yeah
2: wow Nice. Nice. Amazing. But you know, like I think New York's unique in the fact that for, for in terms of dating, most people are not getting married in their early twenties, having kids like they are elsewhere. And it's kind of normalized to, especially as a male to be a little bit older, you know, dating someone younger or whatever, but you don't feel that pressure to kind of settle down at all in New York. So it's like, okay, I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. I don't need to really actually kind of, do this and, you know, be a a normal functioning uh, male in a relationship. So you, you don't have the same kind of pressures in some ways, but then it's just a wild, wild place, you know, all the social connections everyone has. It's like, you never know if you're going on a first date, like, Oh, does she know X, Y, Z? How do I, you know, figure this out? And and it's funny because it's a massive place, 10 million people, but it's like, you know, your circles that you run in are kind of so small that, uh, you know, I think you, you never know kind of the chance encounters you're going to have. So it's been interesting getting back on the dating scene now because it's like, I see the same people that I saw prior to my time on the Island. Um, But you know, I like to think that I'm I'm on it with a, a new and improved perspective as a F Boy Island alumni. Dude. Yeah,
0: be on the lookout. I, I mean, every girl you go on a date with, she's telling all of her friends. So mm-hmm. it's gonna spread
1: fast. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But it's it's true though, like what you say, it, there's almost too little pressure in New York mm-hmm, here for mm-hmm. like the dating scene to to really have a a large success rate, I would almost argue, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone kind of, you know, know, there's the minority I would say, but the majority they're, they're having a good time. They're going out, they're being very social. They're meeting new people every week. And like, Mm -hmm. everyone's doing that. And it's like, it's like, is this like the best city to kind of fall in love? Or is it just kind of to have a good time and, and enjoy it and have that be a season in your life. But you bring up a good point.
2: Yeah, no. And it, it's like, all right, you know, it's, you can meet someone here, but then I always, I always view it. Ultimately, I want to get back to Virginia at some point in time, but yeah. it's like, you got to at least move to the suburbs or something. Cause it's like, if I, I know my friends who are like 38 and single, and it's like, if I'm still hanging out with them on a Tuesday night, I should really be focusing on becoming more adult <laughs> than uh, what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> That's fine. You'll have to send them to F boy Island and they can get some nice growth
2: there. And, uh, I, I'm and trying to started. get, get them all on the Island. So I have a lot of friends who, uh, who need to be sent there. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, dude, this has been, this has been awesome, man. Uh, yes, thank you so great. much for
1: coming on. It's, it's great to meet you. We'd love to you know hang out in person. We're not too far from each other. So definitely you get that, you get that podcast going with Garrett and uh, we'll be your first listeners and, uh, I will a, a be interviewing time. you. It'll be great. For sure. For sure. Well, oh, it's been real, man. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you guys. Pleasure meeting you. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber.
0: And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast.
1: Our producer is Red Yoakam and our associate producer is Emma Martins.
0: Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show.
1: And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast.
0: See you next week. Thanks for listening
1: and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.